same. Just so we can seem cooler. <laughs> All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I am your host, Chris Perry, with your other host, Tyler Bedson, and a special guest, Mrs. IFBB Pro, Laura Bedson. Laura, how are you doing today? Good. What, um, what kind of animal do you feel like right now? Um, I always have squirrel energy, apparently. Squirrel. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Tyler, what do you feel like? Um, right now, a, uh, ooh, this is a hard one. Oh man. A, uh, sea turtle. Sea turtle. Okay. I feel like, hmm, what do I feel like? I think I was a guinea pig last time. What's like a, a slightly larger rodent uh, of that sort? A gopher or a, uh. A capybara. I was about to. Ooh, see. capybara. That sounds fun. I feel that like capybara. The world's largest rodent. So I do feel like what you will. Yeah, I feel like the world's largest rodent. Yeah. That feels right for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant rat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It's my favorite question to ask. So today, everyone, we last episode, Tyler and I talked about uh, relationships and mostly the bad, uh, um, as most of mine go. And um, today we're going to talk about the good because we have a lovely couple in front of me who are the shit and I love them dearly and they actually know what they're doing. So I want to use this one. I'm going to basically interview you guys and ask you all sorts of questions. And so that maybe people out there can learn how to do this whole bodybuilding and relationship thing the right way. So how did you all meet? <laughs> um, well, okay. I moved to Lexington at the very end of 2017 and I started going to the Lexington Athletic Club not long after that. Mm -hmm. um, and Tyler um, was a personal trainer um, out of LAC for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess so technically we met at the gym. Um, but our our situations were very, very far apart at that time. We were just, you know, had known each other in passing for um, probably about a year or two before I ended up um, signing up to be coached by Built by Betson, basically. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it kind of just went from there. How do you, do you, do you want me to elaborate? Yeah, you can. Anymore? Go ahead. Yeah, okay. Um, so we got together in 2019, officially, finally, after, um, like I said, I had been coached by Built by Betson, but at that point, Tyler had... Um, another coach working under him that is actually his ex-wife and I signed up <laughs> under her and she was my original coach. <laughs> oh, I uh, such an awkward part of our story to tell, but it's so I love that. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. so I was coached by her um, uh -huh. out of the gate and she ended up talking me into competing. <laughs> and so she had started my first prep with me. Um, I think about four or so weeks out, um, Tyler and she had announced their split and I went to Tyler and I was like, hey, look, I'm not really sure how this affects my place on Built by Bedson's team, but I really want to be on the team. Yeah. So whatever yeah. that means, if that means switching over to you, you know, I don't know if you have any availability to take me, you know, mm -hmm. four weeks out for my first show, but like please you know yeah, yeah and yeah. so he took me on and um at that point I 
was also in a relationship, but both of he had, you know, split from um, his relationship. I had ended mine. Mm -hmm. And then we got together after my first show had concluded um, some number of, you know, time after. And um, ever since then, we have been literally with each other all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's how we got together. That's how we met. (laughs) Tyler, do you have anything to add to that or is that? That pretty much it. Any that, that's pretty much it. You know, like um, I started off coaching her and, you know, it, it was just very natural how well we got along. Mm-hmm. And that that just kind of built into a relationship over time. Like it was just very we natural. We were very, very similar people and we enjoyed time together. And mm-hmm. it was like, and it was fun. You know, we, we had a lot of fun together and then after her relationship ended and like she was single you know it, things really grew from there yeah but it's just like a a very natural bond that you don't see very often yeah like, yeah you're like oh wow like this is like my soulmate and you know i never really understood that term soulmate until i met laura yeah yeah i love that let me well, I'm going to ask both of you all this question. I'm going to start with Tyler and be honest. And Laura, don't get mad. How is it coaching your wife? Like from a, like a responsibility standpoint, like as far as keeping the relationship, like obviously there still has to be like some amount of a disconnect between like husband Tyler and coach Tyler at the same way, like wife Laura and athlete Laura. So like kind of walk, walk us through that because it is very, very interesting. Well, I think the first thing people need to know is we separate the the coaching and relationship part very, very well. Like mm-hmm. I'm her coach, but I'm also her husband. Yeah. Um, so whenever it comes to check-ins, she checks in with me just like every single other client I have. She checks in with me through email mm-hmm. once a week and I update her through email mm-hmm. and I tell her exactly how I feel and I'm very honest with her. And she does the work on her end. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's some times where I've had to, you know, tell her honest truths and be mean. Yeah. But it's through email. And honestly, <laughs> she, it, it never, it <laughs> never equates to through email. So it's safe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm dead serious. It's crazy. Like we do everything just like I would do with every other client. That makes it easy on me and it makes it easy yeah. on her. And then we don't discuss it otherwise. Okay. So you, um, you leave it there. We leave it there. It's all through email. She checks with me just like anybody else. Like mm-hmm. in prep, she checks in more frequently. Um, of course, I can see her in person, but majority of the time, I still respond through a text or email, and I tell her what I want to do, and we go from there. That's awesome. So honestly, it's really easy. Um, Has it always? Been, I mean, well, I guess because you coached her previously, but like previous, you all starting like a romantic relationship. But like, did you find any issues or like any growing pains, so to speak, in the well, beginning? When Laura first started with me, she had no idea what she was doing at all. No. <laughs> so, so it's funny. And then like we started dating and then she learned how to do everything. And like, I, I really taught her like all strategies and what it took. And she, yeah. like, her training intensity went up. She yeah. was like perfect spot on. And, you know, over a year and a half went by and she turned a pro at her very next like her next yeah. uh, season competing yeah yeah it's, it's just so whatever crazy. it's casual <laughs> yeah which is casual. which is yeah so different because you know like it really shows what can be done in a year with perfect adherence yeah 
I guess I guess to to re reiterate my question or not reiterate just adjust it slightly. Was there ever a time like when you like first you guys started like dating and you were coaching her where like you pulled her carbs and she got like she just didn't talk to you for a day? Like that's kind of what I was like trying to figure out. Like were there ever no, like no or- no honestly the the thing is is one thing to know about Laura is she literally just does what she's told yeah and and that's it like if I update her and I tell her to do an hour and a half of cardio on a stair mill at level eight, she does it, which I've never now, told her. But, I'm, but, but what I'm asking is, does she talk shit to you about it? No. Wow. No. I would. I for sure she, would. She may cry coming in from a, a training session, but she never yeah. disagrees or tells me what I'm doing is wrong or tries to cut corners. Yeah. Like that she's very spot on and whatever I put on the plan, I know exactly that she's doing it. I mean, it probably helps that we live together. So like I'm watching her, but, <laughs> you like know, perched in a corner, just like staring You're like, what is she doing right now? You know? Yeah. Yeah. She knows like, <laughs> Oh, I live with him. So like, I, I know everything. Yeah. Yeah. So Laura, let me ask you, how's it being coached by your boo-boo? Um, you know, he kind of covered a lot of it because yeah. we keep it so separate. Yeah. Um, it just works. Like he said, I I have to really separate that in order to be able to function the way that we do, how efficiently, you know, that we do. Um, because sometimes he hurts my feelings over email and I got to be able to, you know, keep that coach aspect of coach client aspect of our relationship completely separate from husband and wife because yeah. Would never want to um, allow my behavior in our, you know, husband and wife relationship to be affected by what he, you know, did to me, quote unquote, after, you know, check-ins that week. Like, that's ridiculous. You got to be able to separate that kind of thing. Um, And I think that goes with, you know, a lot of things with prep as far as like relationships go. You got to be able to separate that and kind of compartmentalize it in a way in order to keep your relationship as healthy and as fruitful as possible. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. That makes sense. It just goes back to like you guys communicate very effectively and efficiently. And it's like when you can do that, things are supposed to be easy. And I can say and like being around you guys, it is the easiest relationship to witness. Like it's just easy. But here, so with that too, like, so you guys obviously both work from home and you like prep together and you train together sometimes and everything else. Like, do you ever, do you, is there a, or has there ever been a time where you had to just like start to schedule time apart from each other or like set boundaries more clearly or anything like that? Or has it just been like, let's just hang out all day, every day. Cause that's how I am. Here's the thing with us is like, we, we work in the same house mm-hmm. and we do the same thing, but often we don't see each other until like 6 PM. Like we might see each other in passing, but like. For example, like she might work in the office and I might work downstairs outside on the, the balcony or yeah. down in the basement. So often the only time we really see each other throughout the work day is if we're cooking lunch or mm-hmm. in passing. So I think that separates a lot for us because we're not on top of each other all day long working in the same area or annoying each other. We're actually very excited when we get off work because then we hang out together. Yeah. So I think a lot a lot of people if they did what they did, they would just be too in close quarters and not how know how to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, even if we're both working in the office, we don't really talk. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's we we separate that. And then, you know, after we're done for the day, you know, we, we might both get done at like seven o'clock and then we might be like, all right, hey, what's up? How was your day? Like like anybody would getting off work. Yeah. And coming home would do. And I think that's that's worked well for us because we're both very independent people. Mm hmm. Very much like, so. We, yeah. We don't need to be around each other at all time to feel like we're in a relationship like we 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 fully know and we're secure knowing like she loves me i love her and we don't have to you know pay attention to each other all day long for that to be known yeah like it doesn't have to be reaffirmed constantly that's nice um you guys are really clearing through these questions so quickly i was not prepared um yeah please a little more to his point, I'm someone that kind of needs to be separate in order to get work done effectively and efficiently. Like, yeah. my attention will be taken by anything at any given moment. Like, I just cannot help it. So if there's distractions in the room, like if I am not set up to work in a certain sort of way or a specific sort of environment, I my work will suffer for that day and it will take, you know, double, triple the amount of time. Like, mm -hmm. so... For, for me, in order to be a productive, participating member of our business, I, you know, have established, I got to be away from you, you know, love you to bits, but yeah. see you later, you know, so I got stuff I need to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, working in separate rooms has been like how we've done it basically the whole time we've like been together and been working, working together. And it yeah. just works out really, really well for us. Yeah, how how quickly did you transition into built by Betson as a coach? Like when did uh, that when did that occur? Probably probably about nine months after we started dating. Mm -hmm. um, so we started dating at the end of October, um, twenty nineteen, and then I started working for Built by Betson in July of twenty twenty. Um, you know in the middle of the pandemic. Right. So I was working at a gym in Lexington. Um, and I had obviously been let go of that job mm -hmm. from that job, excuse me, yeah. like lots of people. And, mm -hmm. um, Tyler kind of had been kind of planting the seed in my head for a while. Like, Hey, you know, maybe I could, you know, hire you on see how that goes. And I was kind of, um, apprehensive to that because I was very, uh, nervous about the idea of kind of working for my, you know, at the time boyfriend, right? Yeah, and I just yeah. didn't know how that sort of dynamic would play out um, in any sort of arena after adding, you know, this business aspect to it. Mm -hmm. um, but I came on in July of 2020. And, you know, now it's July of 2022. And I have, you know, just been very lucky to continually build up my side of the business and make as big of a you know, impact we could have hoped. Yeah, you know, yeah. so it's it's worked out really well for us. And I am very lucky that he took me on and I finally had kind of like that leap of faith to like, hey, let's try this and see how it works out because the dynamic is like kind of like one in a million, in my for sure. opinion. For yeah, sure. I think so. so too. You guys kick so much ass together. It's wild. Um, is your firstborn going to be named after me? Yes or no? The answer is yes. <laughs> We can't name people normal names. We're too weird of people. Yeah. <laughs> the middle name will be Legs. Um, well, then what are some <laughs> names that you guys have picked out? Let's talk about names. So we, we have picked out some names, but we're scared to tell people because I think people would steal our names. Damn it. 
It's, we'll, we'll tell you maybe in private, but I just don't think we yeah. do on the podcast because I'd be so pissed off if somebody like stole these names that we're thinking of. I think that's that's probably stupid to think about, but yeah. No, if but, someone stole your baby names, I'm not going to say I would punch the baby, but <laughs> I'm not not saying that either. I would yell at it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're the worst. And the baby's like, "What is? What are you talking about? You know?" What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, guys, we uh, accidentally cleared through all the mess or all the questions that we had written. We expected this to take a lot. Well, how is this the one podcast episode where there's three of us who can all talk and we're already like? We could definitely talk about some more stuff about like how we uh, we do competition prep as far as like free meals and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good one. Let uh, go through that. So. One big thing that we do is like uh, whenever she was doing her last prep, of course, I coach her so I could kind of more easily tell when she needed a refeed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead of doing a higher carb day or something like that, I realized really early that she works better with a free meal mm -hmm. and responds extremely well to it. So honestly, for us, that allowed us to have some time together, too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so we would do stuff like chick-fil-a or we would go out and have a burger and fries at a local restaurant and that would allow us to spend some time together but we also know what her body response was to that and yeah. we were able to carefully calculate what she needed and learn her body so well that we were able to do the prep in kind of like a, a way that i think most people wouldn't be able to mm -hmm. unless they live together yeah so, what, what about taco bell well, that's a funny story. I guess we can finally talk about that. So there was one time, and I think she was only two weeks out. Uh, yes. Yeah, she was two weeks out, mm -hmm. and she couldn't use the bathroom. In there. And, you know, it had been like two or three days. It was going on fourth day, and I was like, you know, you know what? The one thing I know that can make you use the bathroom, and we've experimented with it because we know so well because we eat Taco Bell. Yeah. And so I let her go have Taco Bell. Two Hell weeks yeah. out from the show. Taco Bell. Hell yeah. Taco Bell. And then the rest of her prep, I mean, she, bowel movements were completely fine. She, like, Shout responded out. extremely well. She got leaner every single day. And that's something I feel like if you didn't, if we didn't have the coaching relationship we had, that most people would be like, no way that's going to work. Like, Taco Bell, please sponsor us. Life. Yeah. Yes, please. Use, but that use was code thing, podcast like, for ten percent off. If we told some people that that she went against, they'd probably be like, "You did what? Like, what yeah. you beat me? Like, but like desperate times." Fun, fun story. It's not fun, but it is. Uh, my first prep that I did, I did not uh, have a bowel movement for forty-two days. Yeah, that's like. God, did you look pregnant? I did. I'll have to go back and find pictures from it. The South Park episode where they're trying to take like the world record like crap, and I like took that one, yeah, and you're like sitting on top of it or something afterwards. Like, I'm not playing <laughs> it when it happened. It happened at the gym. <laughs> it happened at the gym, and so I feel bad for a lot of people that were there. But I, I'm not exaggerating. I lost six pounds. See, that's a problem, dude. That's like a, that's that's like a, that's like a fetus, like. It was the worst. I was taking. <laughs> it's a whole child. Yeah, no, it was awful. But then after that, I was a million bucks. It was just like, sure, I don't know. You gave birth. Yeah, it was great. I felt it was the best day of my life. I felt like a whole new person. You know, I was like, oh, this is uh, I'm whole new. I knew a little more pep in my step. You know. 
And if the gym wonders why that toilet is broken and has been since then, it's Chris's fault. Circa <laughs> September 2019, that was me. I was that guy. If anybody... the bill. <laughs> <laughs> was, but yeah, so that's that's mine. But shout out Taco Bell. I think that's yeah. the... That's, that's an interesting story we have. And then I think another thing that I'll bring up is like, it's very valuable to be able to talk to the person you're co- like coaching her has been nice because she's able to be honest with me directly. And I'm able to more directly see what she's feeling like. Like if I can tell she's extremely fatigued or I can tell she needs to be pushed harder and I can tell by her mood during the day, like I might need to give her some extra carbs. It's so easy for me to do that because I know her so well. Yeah. And that's been really positive benefit for me coaching her, which I've, I've, I've coached other relationships I've had and it did not work out. You know, like I would try to tell them what to do and they would be like apprehensive or they would question everything. And they'd be like, why are you adding carbs today? And I'm like, because you need them. Like it's going to be a positive effect. And they just couldn't fathom that it was going to work. It's like, so there wasn't enough trust. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're going to coach your significant other, you, you have to have full trust in them to make sure they're going to get the job done. Yeah, no, I've been there. I've coached, I've coached one previous relationship and it was actually when, how I met you at Kentucky Derby and like, it was, it was difficult for me. Cause I mean, it was really going, honestly, one of my first prep people too, but like, I like felt guilty the whole time. Like every time I had to pull food, I was like, I hate myself. I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Like it was hard for me at that point. Of course I was, I mean, I was many years ago to like kind of separate and be able to like be like coach and boyfriend and understand that like they're separate people, you know? <laughs> I think you covered it on that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the thing, is like you have to really separate everything. Like yeah. it and it's hard to do. Like I think that that's why it works, is because we do not I like I can be I can turn on the coach button. Like I've had to ask her sometimes. I'm like, do you want me to be your coach or your husband right now? Yeah. And she'll straight up tell me what she wants. And that's another it's another thing is I can't coach her the same way I coach some other people. Like I call some of my guys, like I'm like, quit being a little bitch right now. And I can't tell Laura, quit being a little bitch right now because she does not respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would yell at him probably. <laughs> you would cry. Yeah. So it would, names in succession yeah. all in yeah. a row yeah. yeah yeah i see i respond to the verbal abuse like you just told me oh. a fat ass the entire prep and i was like i know and i just embodied he that be very delicate with me sometimes i'll tell him to like if i'm complaining about something like and he and he says to me you know do you want me to be your coach right now or do you want me to be your husband sometimes i'll respond and i'm like neither i don't i just wanted to like kind of expel that from my body and now i'm fine you know just sometimes you just there. gotta get it out yeah. of my body and into the universe for sure kind of it after that and i don't really expect anything at all it's more mm-hmm. so just like i need to vent a little bit and then i'll move on and find something else to complain about later yeah uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. At that moment, I just want someone to like listen and kind of be like, "Well, you know, that sucks." Yeah, yeah, you're heard. you're you're heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's all I really really want. <laughs> but I feel like you're also a person who's very internally motivated versus needing external motivation from like Tyler, for example. I feel like you are just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like you don't need a pat on the back necessarily to get you Not there. At all. I'm- 
I'm like hyper independent to a fault sometimes. Like yeah. I really don't care for help from anyone. Like I'm very like blinders on, like I'm doing what I need to do. Like I'm doing me. I'm very to myself. Like I'm kind of a private person. Like all these things go hand in yeah. hand. Right. So it's just kind of the, the, the way I prefer to be, I'm very to myself. I'm kind of an extroverted introvert, right? Like out in a social situation, like I'm talking to anybody, like I'll have a conversation with anybody, but would I rather prefer to be home? Yes. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be home by myself doing what I need to do. And I don't seek, you know, validation from anyone else either, which is why I was kind of so private with my last prep, you know, last year, no one knew I was competing at border clash until I was competing at border clash like i posted a photo on my instagram story the morning of after i got my glam on and i was like surprise bitches like what's up what up we had no idea and then of course you know the six weeks in between border clash um and junior usas i obviously could not keep private it was kind of you know cats out of the bag at that situation but i prefer to keep those things to myself because not only do I like it that way, but it also kind of keeps pressure off of me too. Like, I feel like if I'm making that stuff public all the time, like people start start to get a certain expectation of me. And if I were to kind of not deliver, even though that's not really how it works, but if I were to not deliver, right, like not win, I would feel like shit about that. So I just kind of keep to myself and, you know, nose to the grindstone, just kind of keep my mouth shut. I think that's the approach I'm taking next year for sure. I'm just not going to. I'm telling you, it's it's completely stress-free well, that way. That's like my last prep. I didn't announce I was competing until I was one week out. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, you know, and that was only because if I had any friends or any clients that wanted to come see me compete. But majority of it, I think we could go into another whole topic about this. I think so many people get involved in social media and they get all of their like positive reinforcement from likes and mm-hmm. uh other people that they fail to focus on the whole prep themselves yeah i've seen people try to make youtube videos and stuff in prep and i'm like i could never even imagine that like i'm i'm too tired to even like respond to some text messages oh yeah no absolutely i can't even i mean i can't tie my shoes in prep i can't imagine vlogging like and it's almost like what is there worth to fucking vlog if you're actually prepping right you're living those boring docile life you could ever imagine like who cares I have never seen somebody that makes YouTube videos and prep place well. Fair. Yeah. That's, yeah, fair. (laughs) That's a good point. But I'm just going to do that next year. I'm just, I'm going to post updates throughout prep, but I'm going to change the week out number to just very arbitrary numbers. Like one week it'll say 52 and then the next it'll say like five and then the next week it'll say like 37. Just keep people on their toes. Uh, where's he competing at? Next, we don't know. Let them know your next move. Yeah, 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 exactly. We're like, where are you competing? I don't know. I don't know. Am I too powerlifting or some shit? Who knows? Okay. We might just show up in like a singlet. And they're like, what is this guy's fucking deal? You know? But yeah, it's, I do. I do. I wanted to go cover one thing you did say yeah. that, that like you felt bad whenever you were like cutting somebody's carbs. Yeah. I think that that is a big thing that I have had to separate myself because that was my main concern was like there was one point where me and her did discuss like who would I send her to for coaching if we failed? Yeah. And we we talked about that for a little bit. And I can confidently say we would no longer send them to a person like I, I won't I won't trust. I wouldn't trust anybody else with her at this point. OK. Yeah. Honest. Yeah. But we did talk about that because it was like what if i can't separate the emotional part of it 
Yeah. But I mean, I, there was times where I felt so bad for her. Like I was taking her through some leg sessions <laughs> and she would straight up be in tears in between sets. Like, this is so hard. I can't do this. Like, I feel like, like awful. Yeah. And I would tell her, no, you got this. This is what separates winners and losers. I was like, get up, get up into your next set. Yeah. And she'd do it. She probably didn't like me very much, but yeah. yo, she, she it probably hated off. me. It paid, it paid off. off. And I remember yeah. telling her, I was like, it'll all pay off. And after she won her pro card, I was like, so did it pay off? And she's like, yes, you're right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> now that was, the, I think that's kind of how I was wording it earlier. Like, did you recognize yourself as a coach, putting more pressure on yourself throughout, especially that prep in particular of like making sure that like, cause for me, like when I'm coaching somebody, I get very emotionally attached to wanting them to succeed. Right. Like very, like it, you know what I mean? I, I get very emotionally driven by that. So like to me, I'm like, I kind of like freak myself out, right. Where I'm like, am I making the right decision? Is this going to like, you know what I mean? Like, so was there any moment where you like noticed that you were putting more pressure on yourself as far as like, coaching goes to make sure that like you didn't let her down? And I'm putting that in quotation marks. because so obviously that wouldn't be the case, but like, that's I how I feel for both of us. We didn't want to let each other down. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, I had, I had unfortunately had some clients in the past that didn't do what I said and it caused them to place poorly, which fell back on me. Mm -hmm. And I think she saw that and she saw how I felt from those situations. Yeah. Like it devastated me because I'm like, well, that's not my fault, but they like Sucks. made it seem like it was. Yeah. So I knew on both of our ends, we kind of had something to prove. Like we wanted to show like, this is what can be done. Yeah. You know, if you just actually follow what the fuck I say. Yeah. So I never really had any problems with Laura because simply she did what I asked. Mm -hmm. Like I never had to doubt myself as a coach with her because I knew she was doing exactly what I said and it showed. Yeah. Like it made me feel like I was truly showing my skill level as a coach because I had somebody that was nailing the plan to a T with like absolute precision. Yeah. It's the and best I was deal. like wow, this is really cool. And on her end, she was seeing the the effects of the results of what our plan was entailed. So she was motivated. Yeah. It yeah. caused everything to just kind of fall into place. Yeah. That's awesome. That's the coolest shit. Yeah. I wanted to like work really, this sounds really kind of lame probably. I wanted to work really hard for Tyler, but also for me, because he kind of mentioned, you know, he had some clients that, kind of you know didn't really allow him to show what he was fully capable mm -hmm. of as a coach so i kind of also on on kind of an opposite side of the coin felt this sort of um like duty kind of as a significant other who was also being coached you know by my significant other to really nail the plan to really show kind of like he said what what he was capable of like I wanted to show these people who kind of doubted him and his ability to turn somebody pro, right? I was a freaking, I lost, you know, super bad my first show. I didn't take it seriously. I'll admit that, you know, I didn't really understand the importance of a prep and all that goes into it. And that re was reflected in my placings, right? Yeah. I did bikini and figure at that show and I did novice and open for both of those categories. And I got third and fifth respectively in bikini and I got third and fifth respectively respectively anyway in figure mm -hmm. which i'm now a pro in right so i wanted yeah. to work so hard to be able to nail it for him so that all these kind of like naysayers would kind of you know 
eat their words in a sense. Yeah, and sure. seeing, you know, oh shit, like Tyler Budson is, you know, a, a coach to watch really because yeah. you know he's really good at his job and i was determined to be the athlete to kind of prove help that. him further that prove that yeah sure. show these people that who who were kind of you know talking amongst themselves you know in the background like we see uh you know what they're kind of wrong about you know and he i think he did that and i think we proved that together as a team and that really solidified the coach client relationship that does work within our um spouse relationship too so i think as an athlete that's that's the kind of the expectation you should put on yourself though if you have a coach that you love and adore is like i want to be the best that i can be so that people can see you know what i mean like that they this is who helped me get there right like i don't want to look mediocre on stage because i'm a representation of tyler and the brand like i want to be the best that i can be and like make this something to like be worthwhile for everybody but, you know, some people I don't think realize that like there's a significance in like if you are team whoever, you are a representation of that. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're wanting to cut corners. Like if you step on stage and look like shit, it doesn't just fall back on you. It falls back on the coach. Yeah. You know? and, and you're the one that's the I mean, that's the double edged sword of this sport is like we can tell someone to do everything and they can tell you they're doing everything. But when you step on stage, the lies, you know, they show. Right. And then that ultimately still a lot of times falls back on the coach. Right. Yep. That's the easiest person to blame is the coach is like, well, this is the fault. And it's like, well, if you didn't do all your if you didn't hit your steps and you didn't do this, that and the other, like that's not on the coach. Right. Because we're just tr we have to trust in these people. With the amount of people that we work with on a daily basis, I can't approach every check in with the frame of mind that I'm being lied to. Right. I can't be skeptical at all times, you know. A thousand percent. How would you build that client coach trust relationship if you're coming at them from like a an accusatory place every time you interact with them? Yeah. Nope, you nope. know, but unfortunately, as coaches, we're kind of the perfect scapegoat. You know, we're the ones that kind of give them that roadmap to get from point A to point B as effectively and as, you know, perfectly almost as yeah. we can get them to be. And if there's something that they're not telling us or something they're embarrassed about, or one day they had an episode and they went and did extra cardio for some reason, like, and we don't know that stuff, how are we able to help you to the best of our ability? Right. So mm -hmm. that kind of goes back to, I have so much respect and, you know, admiration for Tyler that I wanted to be able to be the best athlete that I could because I knew he was giving me his all as well. You know, I can't, I can't expect this coach client relationship to work. I can't expect this prep to work if I'm not willing to also put in 110% like he's giving me. Um, yeah. and, I, and I kind of, you know, carry that into my relationship with my clients as a coach, you know, I, I can't care more than you do in that sense. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink and all that. So yeah, for sure. And also for me too, like, I just want to make his life as easy as humanly possible from like having to coach me. You know what I mean? Like I already know like sure. what I work with on a daily basis and some days are really hard and he works with about triple the amount of people that I do. So I can't imagine that. Right. So it's like, I just want to be like super easy to deal with, you know, and just do my thing and move on. That That's kind of the, the same way I am. You know, I, I work with a coach myself and I want them to worry about me the least as possible. Like I, I want my check-ins to be so simplistic and I want them to show that I'm just doing the plan that if they have to make a change, it's so minimal that, you know, I continuously get progress. Yeah. 
And and that that I feel like is being a good client too. You know, like that that's one thing I'm fortunate to have. Uh, you know, Laura is very honest with me, and like mm-hmm. in her in her check ins, even in off season, I don't have to like doubt what we're doing or like know what's wrong because she literally will tell me exactly everything that's going on. Yeah, you know, so and it's crazy because now with with our coaching for her, you know, I've got her eating like 170 protein, almost 400 grams of carbs and 60 fat a day. And she gets three to four free meals a week. <laughs> I eat so much. You're, yeah. you're eating more carbs than me right now. And yeah. getting way more free meals than me. That's, yeah. that's what she's built up to because yeah. she's so honest with me. Man. And that's yeah. the thing. It's like, I'm like, hey, I had six Hershey kisses this week. Super sorry. I won't let it happen again. And then that's, what I, <laughs> that's what you need, though, from, you yeah. know, for sure. I know whenever she gets in the prep, she's going to be 200%. Yeah. I know sure. how linear her body can move. And that is one thing she's taught me as a coach is I'm like, I can tell now when people are not following their diet or if they're like not really cheat, like if they're cheating. And that's one thing is like, I'll sometimes look tell her what somebody's doing and, uh, or like their cardio and how everything's set up. And she's like, they're not doing something right. That's it. They're cheating. They're yeah. Cheating. Yeah. I know it. Well, just the way things are set up, if, if there's no reason if you are in a calorie deficit and you are expending more than you are taking in, that you should not be losing weight in a in a linear fashion in the prep unless you are doing something behind the scenes that you might not even know that you're doing, you yeah. know? So chewing gum is the biggest one I've personally found. Like if you eat a pack of chewing gum a day girl dude that's that's sort of like a good story because there's one friend of laura's and they're really good friends probably won't, won't mention her name but she's she's an olympian now but she was in prep and i remember she messaged laura and told her that she was kind of stalled in weight and laura was like are you chewing any gum and like what was she no i sorry i had posted so someone i like i had posted a, a story saying like the top like 10 reasons or probably like five reasons something like that why um I saw people stall in weight, you know, things mm-hmm. that small things, kind of like I just mentioned that you might not even know you're doing that yeah, are yeah. during progress. And on that list was chewing gum. Um, and again, a lot of people don't realize that, you know? Um, and so she, I guess saw that, didn't tell me she had taken that advice or whatever, but she then sent, she texted me a video of her talking to me and she was like, she, her personality is so funny that she started it off with bitch i yeah. took your advice and i cut out chewing gum and i lost three pounds this week and my coach and i could not figure out why i wasn't moving and i cut that out and we lost three pounds like thank you so much and i was like oh shit you're yeah. welcome you know yeah. like that's awesome yeah. good for you dude i'm glad you guys were able to figure that out but like i said it's just always like it typically boils down to small stuff that you don't think adds up that definitely adds up you know yeah, yeah. I I can't I hate chewing gum now because I I like during prep I like there's one day I just like someone offered me a stick of sugar free gum and I chewed it and I woke up the next day and I looked literally pregnant and I was like what happened you know what I mean and then I like chewed gum that day and guess what I still looked pregnant and then stopped chewing it and three days later my waist came back in and I was like oh gum is stupid dude I, I had a I had a girl prep for bikini once and I figured out she was chewing a whole pack of icebreakers gum a day. There's like 40 pieces and, and there's like two grams of sugar alcohol in it 
So it's still four calories. So she was doing 160 calories of gum. 160 calories of farts a day is what I just heard. Yeah. It's just pure and gas. She was, she was like, just could not understand why she was bloated all the time. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. What do you think? But like people won't think about simple stuff like that. And th that that's where I think a lot of issues with like um, people really getting in contest shape comes down to because they start like cutting corners with small things where they're not really thinking like, oh, this is affecting me. Like, this can't be affecting me. It's okay that I have Tic Tacs. Like, <laughs> it's, and it's like, no, that's candy. Like, you you should not be having candy. No. if I, I think the rule, I forget who said it was an NBA player. It's like, if it tastes good, don't put it in your mouth. And that's like basically what the end of my prep was. I like threw away all of my condiments except for like yellow mustard and like stopped going to Starbucks and cut everything out. And guess what? I lost a lot of weight very quickly, you know, cause it adds up. Yeah. That's the thing is I've, I've seen people try to just like, that, that's the greatest way to put it is if it tastes good, you shouldn't be eating it. That's probably, that's like a, those smart sweets candies. I had people trying to do like those in prep cause they're sugar free and Not I'm like, even good. No, I'm like, <laughs> why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, no, you shouldn't like, be trying to find candy to eat prep or like, you know yeah also sugar free doesn't mean calorie free i know that we we talk about like drinking like zero sugar sodas like if if you know we're having like a sweet tooth hankering or whatever but that doesn't carry over into food and i think that that's something that people need to really be cognizant of when you're in the grocery store and you're thinking that you're making a healthy choice it might be a healthier choice right you know yeah. as opposed to maybe normal swedish fish but um, zero or sugar-free candy does not mean zero sugar, period, no calorie. Can I tell yeah. you guys a binge eating story really quick about sugar-free stuff? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. So <laughs> in 2020 during COVID quarantine, like my binge eating was still very bad because I just came off of my first show where I gained 53 pounds in 21 days after. And so COVID hit and I just like stopped working out because I just, I didn't have the, the accessibility and I honestly just didn't even want to at that point. And so, you know, I was chilling on food stamps at that point. Shout out, government, appreciate you. And they gave me like a lot of money, like a lot more than I needed. So I was like balling out at Walmart every week. And one day I was like going through like a, the bakery aisle, God knows why, or like the baking section of Walmart. And I found sugar-free cake mix. And I was like, that's interesting. And then I found sugar-free icing mix. And I was like, that's really interesting. I'm going to go home and bake a cake. And so... <laughs> I went home and I baked this, I think it was like Sandra Lee or something like brand or Betty Crocker brand, like sugar-free cake in quotations. And then I got like all of the flavors of sugar-free icing I could find. And I proceeded to uh, eat the whole thing in like one sitting. Yeah. I was like, it's cool. It's fine. It's sugar-free, right? And like when I tell you I had the worst stomach cramps in gas for like seven days following it was miserable. And a part of me was still willing to probably do it again. That's one of my binge eating stories. Yeah, see, if it's sugar-free, that probably means it has artificial sweeteners in it. It was just straight sugar alcohol is all it was. Yeah. Um, God bless your digestive system after that one, buddy, because the, <laughs> it probably felt like the devil came up in there, huh? It was a rough time. It was a rough time for sure. It was. <laughs> we were in the trenches there for, for a little bit of time, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's one of my binge stories. There, there are many more to come, but... Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> They're abundant. Let's see. Let's see. I think we are coming to an end. Yeah, we've got a couple minutes left. Is there anything else you guys want to touch on? We're good to go. Uh, 
Well, I think that's good. I'm, I'm glad Laura was able to join us today. Uh, I know a lot of people have been requesting her, so we might bring her back in the future to talk about something else. For sure. Uh, that makes me feel nice. Based on her availability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, busy, baby. Yeah, if you can talk to your boss and let me know your availability, Laura, we will, we will pencil you in as we can. He keeps um, me so busy. So if you guys could write into my boss and let him know that I would like to chill for a day yeah yeah don't like my boss no, no please, please don't, don't like my boss. Let, let laura have a day off <laughs> <laughs> we start a union yeah no we're she's yeah we're okay she's not in an indentured servitude in this in this situation but we will definitely be having you back laura we do appreciate your time it's been fun um we love you guys we appreciate you please check us out on spotify and now apple um subscribe like five star review all that good stuff give us any and all feedback and if you'd like to have laura back please let us know ask any and all questions to us via instagram and we appreciate you tyler do you have any closing statements nope thanks for listening we really appreciate it like i said we're on apple podcast now as well i had a lot of people request that so chris got it set up so mm -hmm. be sure to review us and rate us over there as well Pretty pleased. We love you guys. And until next time, thank you for watching the Modcast.